Greetings, Trivia Churches. Greetings to those joining us from elsewhere. This is Colin, and you're all very welcome to this podcast. We have our podcast. We're having our United Service this week at Yetham, and it will be communion. And if we do have a, a, a wafer, a little cake, a piece of bread and some, some wine, we will have a little communion at the end of this podcast. The only other intimations, the Sorries are performing at Walkup Hall on Friday. Tickets, £10, proceeds to Chevia Churches. And next Sunday, we have another United Service at More Battle. And that will be followed by our harvest lunch. Um, and there'll be a retiring offering for the food bank in cash or in kind. Our call to worship. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. God crowns the year with bounty. Pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. So let us all praise God for all God's goodness to us. And our opening hymn is not in the hymn book, but was in the revised hymn book and is one of my favourites. Hills of the North Rejoice. And let us pray. Creator God, your hands have shaped this world, a world born from your imagination and given life through your breath. Thank you for the beauty of nature, for its vastness and its delicacy. Thank you for mountains and valleys, for beaches and seas and coasts. Thank you for birdsong, for animals of every sort and size, for creepy crawly creatures and land and sea. Help us, Creator God, to enjoy all your hands have made. And help us, too, to care for it all, so that your world might thrive. Above all, in this day, we thank you especially for your invitation to work with you in sowing and in planting and in harvesting. Grow in us, we pray, a greater sense of wonder at how amazing your world is. And may that wonder encourage us to cherish and to respect this world as a gift it is from you. 
teach us how to share that gift with all around, as you intended. Amen. We read from Matthew chapter 21, verse 33. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. And then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruits. The tenants seized the servants. They beat one, they killed another, they stoned a third. And then he sent other servants, and more than the first time, but the tenants treated them in the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, That is the heir. Come, let us kill him and take his inheritance. And so they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to the tenants? And they replied, he'll bring these wretches to the wretched end. And he'll rent the vineyard to other tenants who give him his share of the crop. And Jesus said, have you never read in scripture, the stone that the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this and is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of heaven will be taken away from you and given to the people who produce its fruit. He who falls in this stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. Amen. And God bless this reading from God's holy word. Another hymn, 181, for the beauty of the earth. Thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. 
God of faithfulness, your generous love supplies us with the fruits of the earth in their season. Give us grace to be thankful for your gifts, to use them wisely, and to share our plenty with others. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Once upon a time, there was a giant who lived in a rather large house with a beautiful garden, not too far from here. But his cousin was an ogre in Cornwall, and he invited him for a, a giant for a visit. So off the giant went. It's quite far, so he was gone for some time. In fact, it was a number of years he was away. And during that time, the local children discovered the garden and played in it. It was wonderful, with trees to climb, with pretty flowers to gather. But when the giant came back, he shrieked, What are you doing in my garden? Get out of here. If you dare to come back, I'll eat you all up. And he built a wall to keep them out. And the leaves fell from the trees and the flowers died. And it was winter. It was winter in December. It was winter in April. It was winter in July. It was winter in September. It was winter right through the year. Until one day some children, with some memory of a wonderful garden, crept through a hole in the wall. The wintry weather suddenly gave way to glorious spring. The trees blossomed, but there was one part of the garden that remained wintry, and that's where there was a single solitary boy, unable to reach up and climb the tree. Selfish giant had seen how the, the garden had been transformed and came out, but all the children ran away. Except that is for the boy trying to climb the tree. The giant saw him and reached down and helped him up to the branch. And then the most wonderful thing happened. The boy turned and embraced the giant. The other children saw how the giant had helped the boy. So very gradually, hesitantly, they came back and they played. And when they went home at the end of that day, the giant wondered where the boy had gone, but he disappeared, and no one knew where he was. Years passed, the children continued to play, but the boy never returned, and the giant was sad. Until the giant was dying, and suddenly the boy appeared again, with marks of nails in his hand and feet, but he told the giant not to be scared as the giant had let him play in his garden. So now the boy said he would take the giant to his garden, which was paradise. And when the other children came, they found the giant dead. It's a wonderful story. It's an Oscar Wilde story, and maybe his most Christological, you could say. And we can take a lot out of the story. The garden certainly reminds us of Narnia in the, the, the C.S. Lewis books, where it was winter but never Christmas, always winter but never Christmas. But it can also remind us, I think, a bit of the vineyard 
in our parable today from the gospel. For the selfishness of the giant reminds us of the selfishness and the greed of the tenants. They'd made an agreement with the landowner. They'd rented the land. But then when the landowner sent people to collect his due, they abused them. They even killed the servants. And then the son, whom the landowner thought they'll listen to the son, he was even killed as well. They wanted the vineyard and all was produced for themselves and killed the son to gain, gain his inheritance. Selfishness and self-gain ruled their hearts. The boy in the story obviously resembles Jesus as a Christ figure, ready to embrace the world, even those who are selfish and draw them into the love of God. Everyone needs to be loved. And love changes a person. Love can change the world. Harvest is always a time to remember how God has given us so much, but also how through our selfishness we can turn our gardens, our earth, very wintry. As humans, we've abused the earth, exploited its fruit and minerals. We live with the consequences of that. The Industrial Revolution in particular brought in great wealth, but created horrendous conditions and changed our world. Yes, there were the likes of Robert Owens from New Lanark who sought to provide schooling and further learning. But the reliance on fossil fuels was set. We think of self. We fail to see what others are going through. Even the war in Ukraine, we see this in our, our television screens. We still read about it in our papers. But that's had a gigantic impact on food security. Ukraine was a major exporter of grain. And many countries in, in the likes of Egypt, which were so reliant on the grain from Ukraine, have now seen inflation rise so dramatically. And it's the vulnerable who suffer. But our story is about love which triumphs over selfishness and makes a garden bloom and blossom. And there's always good news stories as well of people triumphing over adversity as they address the situations they find themselves in. In Egypt, the church has been helping Christian villages set up committees to look at health and education. But sadly, what they find is a common theme of poor sanitation and pollution. In one village, there was no way of disposing safely all the rubbish that piled up beside the bank of the canal. But then the committee were able to address this and have removed 148 tons of rubbish and began to purify the water in the canal. And life has suddenly become healthier in that village. In Cairo, it's the Christians who collect the rubbish. That's their job. But their families go through and they manage to recycle. 
so much of it. In Iraq, devastated by ISIS, young Christians are looking to emigrate to Turkey and Jordan as there are no job opportunities for them. But again, churches have established in the Nineveh Plain a scheme to irrigate the land and make the desert blossom. So Rob is 25 and from a family of eight. He's been trained in how to plant and to tend crops in a greenhouse. At first he tried strawberries, but that didn't work. But now he's been experimenting with broccoli and things are going really, really well. All thoughts of leaving his village and country are gone. He wants to stay and help his village. We rejoice as we think of harvest through the world, throughout the world. And there are these good news stories. We're going to share in communion and we're going to take bread made from many grains. We're going to have wine made from many grapes. The fruit of the land. We rejoice in the harvest. And as we reflect on the Christ who bears the wounds of suffering on his wrists and his feet. But through love conquered death and rose again. We remember and we pledge ourselves to rejoice in the harvest. Enjoyed by all the world. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn 231, For the Fruit of All Creation. And if we have a piece of bread and some wine, we'll be able to join in our, our communion. The banqueting table is prepared and God calls us to the feast. Here we taste the bread of life, bread for the journey. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Let us pray. Lord, we lift up our, our voices and our very hearts to you in thanksgiving and in praise. For you are the God who made this world and all with it, the sun and moon and stars, the earth and sky and waters. Your spirit swept over creation, bringing order out of chaos and life out of the formless void. From the elements of the earth, you created humankind in your own image and breathed life into us and called us to love and to serve you. But we turned away, seeking to live in our own way. 
But in the fullness of time you send your son Jesus, born of a mother's flesh, to reveal your grace and love. Again and again you welcome us back to your side with the open arms of a loving father. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with those from every time and place. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Holy God, pour out your spirit upon us and upon our bread and wine, that they may be for us a body and lifeblood of our Lord Jesus, healing, renewing and making us whole. And so unite us in worship and witness with your church throughout the world as we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took a piece of bread. And giving thanks, he broke it. Said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, this cup is a new covenant, sealed by my blood. Whenever you drink it, do so in memory of me. And so if we take our little piece of bread or oat cake or whatever, this is Christ's body broken for you. Take and eat in memory of him. And if we take our wine, this is the blood of Christ poured out for each of us. Take and drink in memory of him. And the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you've nourished us in this meal, fed our bodies and souls. You've heard your love. Now send us out to speak it. We've seen your love. Now send us out to show it. We've been fed by your love. Now send us out to share it. And so we pray for all those who are ill at present time, in hospital or at home or nursing home, those who feel isolated and lonely, those who've lost people so dear to them, they're grieving. And in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our hearts. Lord, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And our closing hymn is a hymn 103. It's one of the Psalms. Fill your hearts with joy and gladness.
And in this season of harvest from field and garden, from land and sea, walk with thankfulness in your heart, honouring what the earth needs to flourish again. And may the blessing of God, creator, redeemer, and giver of life be with you this day and even forevermore. Amen.